Hello. Welcome back into the podcast, Dodging Through the Ravine. It is your host, Young Stud, coming at you guys with another podcast on this Friday to wrap up the week, May 10th here, or should I say May 12th. Days are moving by fast. We are already in the middle of May. So let's get right into it. It'll be just me today on this podcast. My partner, Jacob, not going to be on this podcast today. So I'll be taking over. Hopefully you guys don't mind. As I discuss some Dodger baseball with y'all, the Dodgers playing some pretty good baseball, I can say. Um, I'm just going to enjoy the ride. Uh, My questions and concerns will get there when we get there, but... um, yeah, four straight series wins for the Dodgers, uh, headlining it, right? Um, including a 4-2 and two road trip in San Diego and Milwaukee. That's really all you can ask for as a baseball team. You go on the road and you win a series. You win, have, you have a winning road trip. Like That's exactly what you're looking for every single time you go out on the road. 4-2 and two is a really solid trip. Uh, capped off on Wednesday, uh, the rubber match between the Dodgers and the Brewers. In which Clayton Kershaw took the mound and, you know, I'm not going to call this a renaissance of his career because it's not a renaissance of his career. This is who he has been. It's just at a lower velo and he's been a little bit more injured, injury prone over the last X number of years compared to early on his career, right? So in essence, you're not seeing it as consistent, you know, 30 stars plus but you're still seeing it the same consistency with just fewer starts in between, right? So, uh, clean Kershaw, um, just magnificent. You go look at the numbers in his first, what, I think it's eight years of his career and the last eight years of his career, almost mirrored images, really slight differences, but uh, damn near on par, should I say. Oh, this guy is just phenomenal. And, um, you know, I feel like he doesn't get talked about it much. I feel like he doesn't get talked about enough. That's the crazy part, right? I, I still believe Clayton Kershaw does not get talked about enough for what he has accomplished and for what he's doing as, as of right now. I mean, this guy is insane. Uh, Wednesday, when the Dodgers needed him most, right, the previous game, the Dodger bullpen won eight innings due to Noah Syndergaard leaving in the first inning out or leaving after the first inning on Tuesday. It was a bullpen game on Tuesday, and the Dodgers needed something out of Kershaw on Wednesday, and he gave him just that. Seven innings pitched, five hits, one earned run, and eight strikeouts. I mean, just mowing down the Brewers hitters, um, looking really comfortable up there, looking really healthy out there. Uh, it, it's just great to see. Uh, he moved to 6-2 and two on the year with that win, and uh, he went seven strong, seven strong innings, um, and Wanda Suero came in and came in in relief. To mop up the last two innings and, and a blowout win for the Dodgers, eight to one. Um, Suero two innings pitch, no hits, no earned runs, three Ks. Does he stick around? I don't know. Uh, a couple guys on paternity leave, injuries, and all that. Um, we may see Suero down this week uh, as soon as the Padres series, but we shall see. But nonetheless, Suero, good job on the uh, on backing up Kershaw to get the final two innings. And uh, Clay Kershaw, like I said, just mowing down hitters. Uh, he will not see the Padres in this upcoming series. Uh, like in the last time in San Diego last week, kind of, sort of, gave him a bit of a hard time. The, the Padres hitters did uh, manufacturing five walks. But, uh, yeah, Clint Kershaw, 
Uh, you'll see them again versus the Twins uh, next week. But, again, the ace of the staff. The undisputed ace of the staff. And it just feels right. Like, as good as Arias has been and Walker Buehler has been, of course he's not this year, but has been in the last few years, um, give Clint Kershaw his flowers while he's still here with us, pitching in the Dodger uniform. Give him his flowers because he, he's, he's pitching like he deserves it and he deserves it nonetheless. So, uh, that, that's all on Kershaw. I mean, what more is there to say? Really? I mean, just unbelievable. Freddie Freeman in the 8 1 victory, 1 2 5 with a home run and 3 RBIs and a run scored. Freddie Freeman is as, is as consistent as they could have been and really has always been as consistent as they come going back to Atlanta. I mean, this guy was just. Mr. Consistent in Atlanta. He's Mr. Consistent in Los Angeles. And um, that's why I was so, you know, excited and happy when they got him because this guy is as consistent as they come in. I, I saw a thread uh, yesterday, I believe, or today on Twitter with a bunch of guys, right? A, a bunch of, you know, top star players either now or at one point in their careers and what they're getting paid and what they're producing today. And a lot of them are not producing at what they're getting paid. We're talking about 30 plus million dollar uh, contracts um, year in and year out. Miguel Cabrera, $32 million. He's 500 points below his career OPS, I believe. I think that's what it was. Um, Trey Turner having a slow start. Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, not not even like pitching all that well, injured. Um, Giancarlo Stanton injured, Aaron Judge injured, and all these guys are getting paid millions and millions, again, some of the top heavy contracts in Major League Baseball, and they're not producing. And this isn't an Andrew Friedman uh, podcast where I, you know, give him his flowers because, again, I, I do, I would like to see him go after some of these guys, and, you know, Mookie Betts. For being real, he's not performing up to what he's getting paid, but we'll move on from that. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, uh, Freddie Freeman's contract is what I'm trying to say is an absolute bargain of a deal. 162 for six years, you really couldn't beat that. <laughs> you couldn't beat that for the Dodgers. That's the absolute bargain deal compared to some of these other contracts that are $30 million plus. I mean, the Padres are, play- are paying Xander Bogarts 280 for 11 years. So, um, in essence, Freddie Freeman's contract is a little bit more than that if you, you know, double that up. But the point still stands that Freddie Freeman's contract is a bargain. And uh, he's the motor of the team as of right now. I mean, if Freddie Freeman goes down, this daughter team goes down. It's really how it goes. If Freddie Freeman goes down, the whole ship goes down. Uh, I don't see this team surviving. Uh, they could get past Will Smith being out and injured and concussion and all that, but Freddie Freeman, they cannot get past that. Sorry, they cannot get past that. Um, despite the fact that they have pieces at first base that can take over, unlike catcher, I, I still don't think they can survive Freddie Freeman going down. So, let's, so you're so hoping he doesn't go down again. He's as durable as they come as well. Um, Freddie Freeman's awesome. And uh, going back to Kershaw, I did have a little nugget that MLB posted on their page. Kershaw, the lowest ERA in history since 1920, minimum 1,300 innings pitched, 
um, 2.48 ERA along with Sandy Koufax and Jacob DeGrom, some of the greatest of the greats in baseball history. He's he's leading the way. <laughs> he's leading the way. Clint Kershaw is amazing. Uh, Clint Kershaw was my first ever authentic Dodger jersey. Um, it's a classic. It'll forever go down as a classic. His Hall of Fame jersey that I have. And so, uh, yeah, uh, he's a Dodger legend. Uh, first ballot, Dodger legend, Hall of Famer, you name it. Um, he's done it all. So like I said, 4-2 on the trip, and now they host the Padres. Um, before we do get to the Padres, I did mention in my last episode that it was important that the Dodgers did not overlook this last matinee game in Milwaukee and just focus on the Padres. They had to get that win, Kershaw on the mound, show up, and they did just that winning road trip and all of that. So um, I was really proud of the team for that. I know Jacob said it doesn't matter, but it, it did matter. It was a big game, and they put themselves in a really, really good position. Uh, going into the San Diego series with a lot of momentum. Um, of course, as we know, last postseason, that can all change at any given moment. But um, I still like where the Dodgers are at right now. Of course, the panic button for me is, has been off for a long time. Um, I, I don't see me putting on the panic button probably the rest of the year, I'm going to be honest. So that's always nice. Uh, the weekend probables for the Padres series. Blake Snell and Dustin May will go on Friday. Joe Musgrove and Julio Arias on Saturday at 4.15. And Michael Walker and Tony Gonsolin on Sunday, Mother's Day at 1 o'clock. Again, should be another good series. Some pretty good enticing pitching matchups. Um, again, these games are always very spicy, very intense, very uh, dramatic, drama-filled, action-packed. These teams do not like each other. These fan bases do not like each other. And boy, oh boy, is Fernando Tatis Jr. going to hear it this weekend at Dodger Stadium or what? I mean, <laughs> we saw last year when he was suspended, right? He was suspended, not even in the ballpark. And the Padres were in town in September, I believe. And, and of course, the news had already broke about Tatis' suspension and all of that. And uh, Dodger fans threw a... Uh, a steroid inflatable on the field um, and Tatis was not even playing so yeah he was not even in the ballpark and they threw a steroid inflatable on the field I would imagine uh, I would definitely bet the over on steroid inflatables whatever that number may be I would definitely uh, bang the over on that one because it's going to be pretty rowdy over there for Tatis tomorrow in the outfield um, right field, left field, you name it, he's going to be hearing it. And, and we know how Tatis works. Uh, he, he's going to, you know, embrace it. He's going to enjoy it. And uh, he's going to perform. You know, he's going to go out there, probably hit a couple home runs against us. And, uh, you know, that's fine. Uh, at least for me, it is. At, at least for me, at least, you know, I'm a big Tatis fan. And I, I don't mind him seeing him do well. Um, as long as we win the game, it's all good and all. Uh, but he could get his while, uh, while he's up there. But. Yeah, that, that's my what to watch for. Um, watch for the Tati shenanigans uh, at Dodger Stadium with the Dodger fans and all of that. Um, I think it should be pretty interesting. Um, I, I don't think, I mean, we may see signs, although the Dodger Stadium prohibits signs, so which is good. I, I don't like signs at stadiums. Uh, please don't put up a sign in front of my face while I'm trying to watch the game. So that's nice. But uh, you will see inflatables and, and just a bunch of shenanigans. Uh, all over social media, whatever you're watching the game. Um, 
it's going to be a fun series. And, and it always is with these two clubs, the Dodgers and the Padres. Uh, I, I don't expect much retaliation on the Dodgers front from the Kershaw memes the Padres posted on their big board after they went on Friday. I, I don't expect the Dodgers to put Machado or Tatis, you know, in a meme up there. I, I, re- I would really be shocked. If they did, I would be genuinely shocked if they did. I would, yeah, I would, I would be really shocked. I don't even know what I would do, but that just seems unruly of them. And uh, for, you know, personal sake, I hope they don't. I won't be mad if they do, but uh, I don't think they will. So look out for that just in case, but I don't think they will post anything. Um, We'll see. Um, But yeah. That is going to be it for the Dodgers and the Padres. And, and before I do wrap up this podcast, I, I do want to throw in a little nugget here on and baseball-wise, Major League Baseball. Of course, the Las Vegas Athletics. Now, during the offseason, I touched on this possibility happening in, in Oakland and Las Vegas and the A's and what they're going to do. And I touched on the fact that I think they're going to end up in Las Vegas and the clock was ticking on the, the at the athletics and turns out the A's are headed for Vegas. Uh, of course, uh, about a month ago, they came out with a plan to, to build a ballpark uh, off the strip, right? They're going to build it off the strip, just off the strip on the same street as the Luton Stadium, north of it. All of a sudden, that plan got uh, debunked and they're now reverting to the Tropicana site. Uh, Terry Nello Tropicana building on that site. You know, personally, I prefer off the strip site. It, it, it feels like a much more prime position. But I will say that the Tropicana site, you know, I, I know it's getting a lot of hate and I don't love it compared to the other site. But I will say um, that part of the strip is in dire need of... Uh, I don't know if entertainment is the word, but something it's in it's in need of something, right? You, you could definitely put stuff down there and build up that area next to Mandalay Bay and Luxor. Putting a ballpark there uh, will help that area out much, much so. And uh, yeah, I find it interesting. Um, we will monitor the A situation, uh, especially on my channel um, as we go along here. But that's that's really all on this podcast of Dodge and Dittorine. I do appreciate everybody for listening in. I hope everybody has a great day or night whenever they go listening. And we'll talk to you guys again on Monday. Go Dodgers.